When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Tim, you know, we're winding down our time working from home. I thought I'd go out the way I came in, crisscross applesauce on the floor. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Of course, we also have his Christmas in September, Joey Noel. Hello. Look at my cute dinosaurs. They look, Thank you. They look great. Great. There's dinosaurs on Joey's sweater, everybody. If you look Definitely. at them upside down, they look like big cats, but rest assured, <laughs> they're dinosaurs. Uh, we're also joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. For whatever reason, I thought Greg had a cocktail in his hand before he threw that thing up into the air and caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a little 9 a.m. cocktail on a Thursday. Yeah, I don't know what the Millers do in their house. Have you ever met this beat guy? Have you ever met him? Because you turn him on and you, he rolls around and he just does mouth sounds. Oh, I like that. I do mouth sounds. So does Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and rounded out this group of mouth sound makers, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah, shit. Man. You, I like how you just <laughs> gave up there because you know there was a 50-50 shot of you <laughs> fucking it up within notes. <laughs> Gotta um, love it. Can I What's give up, a quick shout-out before we go? I want to give a shout-out to the Miller household. Because a lot of people wait until October 1st to start uh, decorating for Halloween. But you guys did it early, and I appreciate that. I'm coming over to get some candy tonight. As you know, Nick, I am the king of Halloween. So when the mood strikes and it gets to be spooky time, spooky you bet ass. your ass I'm out there decorating. And when oh, I say your ass, it's Jen. Jen decorated oh, most of okay. That's why I held on to Benjamin. Take but to to look at this. mother. I call this guy Jack. Can't hear any of it. Oh, God. It makes it <laughs> even worse. better. Can't hear any of it. I don't, think it's, it I don't think it's making any noise. <laughs> 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 it's singing. Look at him go. <laughs> of course, this is the screencast where we get together to talk about the latest in TV movies and trailers. We're popping off right now talking about Star Wars Andor, She-Hulk, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I didn't know if I was going to say House of the Dragon or if I was going to say Hot D, so it came out house. (laughs) Anyways, uh, of course, you can get the show on YouTube.com slash kind of funny where you can watch it live or you can watch it later if you can't watch live when we record it. That's totally cool. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, you got to go to Patreon.com slash kind of funny just like Fargo Brady and Molecule, our Patreon producers, have done. Uh, today we're brought to you by NZXT and Uplift, but I'll tell you about that later. Andy Cortez, let's start with you. What did you think of this episode of She-Hulk? I thought it was cute. I'm going to verbatim say what I said <laughs> during the messed up recording. I thought it was cute, uh, but I'm having sort of the same issues that I had with Rings of Power. I just want, kind of want to let's kind of move this along a bit quicker. Um uh, also, I think we all kind of saw the big twist of who the boyfriend really was. Um, I I just feel like that was really predictable. Um, but it was still neat. I thought it was kind of cool to see a bunch of different characters that 
exist in this world that are not that aren't human really um and uh yeah i think it was just kind of uh, i thought it was funny to see emil blomsky in his sort of element living and existing uh and actually changed uh, i think that's one unpredictable part of it is like i always kind of expected him to turn the corner and be like ah, i gotcha you know like the reason i had you doing those that meditation was because i wanted to have you here and you know take your dna or whatever but i i think it's actually neat that he's just that way now <laughs> so i thought that was kind of a, an adorable little twist um and yeah i don't know let's just let's let's get the ball rolling let's let's get some villains in here let's get some fights going greg miller what do you think? Tim, I'm hurting for a year, and I love this episode. <laughs> and I want to say I didn't start from a negative place, but I I was cold on it when we started getting going. Uh, I thought, yeah, it was going to be a little bit predictable. What's going on? Yada yada yada. And when the parole officer calls her, and then they get up there, and then we get introduced to what Emil's doing up there, I was all in and had a great time with it. Uh, I would go the opposite way of like. I thought it was going to be predictable that the boyfriend, Josh, was going to be kidnapped or something. I thought he was going to get walked out and get uh, abducted by uh, whatever the guy's brother is that we keep talking about on the show. Um, and so I was actually really relieved when he turned out just to be the bad guy or be a bad guy. I was like, oh, man, good, because I was I was afraid. Joey, I'm jumping out of it right now. I'm reaching for your hand. I hope you got me on this. I was afraid we were getting to a Babes in Toyland situation. The oh, original no. Babes in Toyland. Where they kidnap Tom, they throw him over, and we think Tom's dead for a long time. But Tom's not dead. He shows back up. But I could not deal with the fact that Jennifer was going to be so silly as not be able to think maybe he got kidnapped by bad guys. And the fact that he is a bad guy is like, dodged a bullet there. We don't have to worry about it. Um, I thought their relationship was cute. I thought uh, their little flirtatious uh, uh, action and the dates and stuff was cute. Uh, like I said, I got, when we got to Emil's thing and we get introduced to uh, the, bull, the bull and the non-matador, uh, I was like, uh, all right. And then I thought it was really cool the way they did the whole circle uh, you know, counseling thing that Emil really is connected to it. And then to see Jennifer come around on it and really find some peace. I really like this episode. Joey. Um, I was like pretty not into this episode. Uh, I think most of it fueled by what Andy was saying of like, let's get, we, we this is episode seven. Now I'm fully aware there's nine episodes in this show. <laughs> um, so it felt like a little weird to seem like we have so much left to figure out and to, in terms of the story and then have this like completely kind of non-related for the most part. Uh Plotline. Uh, I think it worked for like the standalone wedding episodes. I think having two back to back felt a little bit. And I think it's because we didn't get enough Nikki in this episode. We and I feel not. like she's the one that does mm -hmm. a lot of the like chip damage for the she's humor the for me. Yeah. Um, so I felt like two episodes back to back without her. I was like, oh, I like miss her and her funny little quips and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the Josh thing I thought was kind of predictable i like that they didn't tell us till the end so we were still like because i had kind of forgotten um about it a little bit and like i'd gotten distracted uh but i did like the montage that they had at the beginning it felt very much like lana condor noah centineo and to all the boys they're running around the town having cute little dates and stuff like that uh and i think she's doing like a shot and I, she does like the shot of vodka or whatever and they go, she <laughs> you know, takes the magazine down and puts the book down i was like this is cute this is like a little rom-com yeah, I thought they did a really good job with that. I think the music for that was really fun and stuff, too. I'm ready for some answer. I'm ready for Daredevil. I'm ready for what the fuck is Titania doing? Where is this all going? I'm very excited to get to the end of this and get some answers. 
Nicholas. See, I'm, I'm the opposite of Joe. I mean, I, 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 this show for me, the expectation is just that it's going to be fun, and and I, I really liked this episode. Um, I, I am looking forward to Daredevil. I am looking forward to sort of seeing it wrap up. But this one for me is not. It was, has never been about like so the overarching story. Um, I want to give a shout out to how the way this episode was shot. I think the first like fifteen or ten minutes with the montages and all that stuff, and her waiting for him, and then her cell phone screen turning into the movie screen, and all that stuff. I thought was really really creative and well done. Um, and then the really kind of to subvert that expectation of Emil, like I had anxiety when she was seeing that group. Cause I was like, Oh, they're going to like the second she turns back to, to Jen, they're going to, they're going to all attack her or whatever, but they didn't. And I was like, Oh, maybe that's maybe. Oh, and then I started worrying about Josh. I was like, Oh, maybe he did get abducted or something happened to him. And then of course they cut Babes the toilet and, situation. And the ex- that's exactly that. They actually called this episode babes in Toyland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she hulks in Toyland, Andy. Uh, but no, I I, I continue to like the show. I thought the humor for the most part worked for me in the group. Um, I I really liked Tim Roth. I, did, I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think we were gonna get this much Tim Roth. Uh, and I'm I'm glad we do. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope he comes back as this character later in movies. Who is just this guru who's trying to help supervillains through it. You know, who are just going through it and bring them back to to, to something good and productive in their life. And and I love and reconnect with themselves, um, and yeah, man, I'm hurting for a year, and I'd get in that bad boy too, and start to and start having some hallucinations whenever Greg's ready. Oh man, you say the word, you you, you this new studio, let's hotbox it. We can hear it right there. We got two bathrooms. Turn the air, turn morning. the air conditioning off. It helps. It ask Kevin. It just does it immediately. <laughs> Tim, I want to hear your opinions on this episode, but I also do want to chime in and say that, like, yeah, I'm very much in the Nick camp of I haven't, I don't have questions for the show yeah sure of course daredevil is going to pop up and that'll be neat every morning on a thursday when i wake up i look at twitter with i'm like is this the week is this okay nobody's there's not a billion <laughs> daredevil games so it's not this week no big deal like i'm excited for that at fine but like i'm not watching this episode with bated breath of like what is going to happen i'm just, I'm just enjoying jennifer walters being jennifer walters but tim i've already talked fuck me i'm stupid and stealing the spotlight <laughs> from him, you what do you think of this episode I love watching Jen Walters speak Jen Walters in this episode. I thought did that really well. Overall, uh, this is by far the least notes I've ever written down for an episode. So I think that that yeah. means it's probably my least favorite because there's least favorite memorable things like Easter egg stuff and just jokes and lines I wanted to write down. Uh, but there were two very specific ones that at the very least, this episode made me actually laugh out loud when she said, this is porcupine. He's a porcupine. <laughs> That's all, <laughs> all it takes for me. And it, you notice behind Emil, there's like a bunch of products that he has, and one of them is Obama Stay. It's like Abomination <laughs> oh mixed with Obama Stay. There was another one that said, "Today is today," and then it yeah, Emil. <laughs> That's his quote. <laughs> like, Emil is is fantastic. So the fact that we're getting more of him in this form specifically, I thought was great. The using him to kind of show off a bunch of the f-list villains that we we saw in this one i loved the back and forth between man bull and the the not matador like all that stuff i thought was really funny and could only work in this type of show because like i don't know how the hell we got to a point that that type of humor and that stuff and situation works in the mcu but they pulled it off and i thought that they balanced it really well with the um kind of tone and voice that this show's had from the beginning which is just toxic masculinity is the villain in every shape and form and you kind of just see that seeping through in all of the different storylines and all the different like little um uh court cases we've had so far but like joy was saying i do think this episode kind of um was weaker because of the lack of nikki because she is a gift and i just want more of her give her a spinoff 
I want to keep talking about this show, but before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. They provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.co slash kindoffunny that's nzxt.co slash kind of funny shout out to uplift for sponsoring this episode i've been using my uplift desk for well over a year now i love the thing so much i decided to write a rap song for them the build quality is real good it's made of real high quality wood they didn't ask for it i just did it anyway getting my uplift desk immediately improved my mood whenever i'm on shows i'm standing up i'm feeling a lot more energetic and also i kind of feel like i was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day i would move my legs up i'd sit underneath my legs on my chair and eventually all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me choose from laminate whiteboard bamboo solid wood butcher block or even custom solid wood or laminate options uplift desk won new york times wire cutters best standing desk from 2019 to 2022 and while i'm at it i'm just going to give them an award as well best standing desk that i use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now uplift desk have a 15 year warranty they ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping so if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day maybe you want some more energy in your life maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a zoom call or something uplift your life go to kind of funny.com slash uplift greg miller what do you have to say yeah nick can you guess what i'm holding what can i guess what you're holding well this is fun okay <laughs> this is super fun is it a frozen snickers bar not a, a snickers ice cream bar a frozen snickers bar close it was a little barn i had a little barn in my hand <laughs> oh that's you know what that reminds me of greg Great British know. Bake Off, the newest season. They make they make houses on the second episode, and Joey's not watching it. How dare you, Joey? Shame. Shame. I, I, there's uh, a lot like of things people. to watch. What did you say? What do I think of the barn? I said Joey doesn't like British people. Uh, I very much like British people. What else you got in that barn? How many animals? <laughs> it would be amazing else? if you pulled, if you pulled <laughs> the sheep out of that barn. We got the little piggy, and then we got the little chicken. There the is cow? a little cow that moves, but he is Ben's favorite, so he is definitely somewhere else. I need here. the audience to know that. But you ever seen this ad- guy? He's stinky from moving. <laughs> during the ad break, did Greg, Greg make that said, entire thing up? During the ad break, Greg said, "Tim, can you throw to me as soon as we come back from the ads?" And I legitimately thought it was going to be something mildly important. Right. And it, it just turned into a kind of funny podcast bit. Like, and it's a well, so the I worst so part. Props, so why can't I use my props? Not only are all these visual <laughs> <So> bits <concerning. laughs> for podcast listeners who cannot see the visual bits, but they have nothing to do with She-Hulk at all. So it's, so far, There's it's a really great more, episode. More dangerous than Greg with a lot of things in his arms reach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
there's one thing I know, and that's that Nick Scarpino loves Greg Miller humor, and he loves props. So if I can just be pr- pulling things out, <laughs> you want to see this, this? You won't believe it. This hippo talks in French. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's all yeah, Joey Noel, what did yeah. you think about the the hard cut to some umbop? The music. Every I feel like every episode has some musical call out. It was who's that girl in the first episode. This one shocked me. I think I like hit my desk like, oh my gosh, they're playing Hanson. Uh, and it just confirms that they have nailed the like millennial demographic for the show. At least for me, it speaks directly to me. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Music was awesome this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand Tim having very little notes in this episode because this kind of there was a this episode reminded me of the fly in Breaking Bad, where it's so insular, it's just at mm-hmm. this location. There aren't moments, there aren't a lot of moments where we're you know jumping out to different B plots and C plots. We're, we're stuck with these characters the whole time, and um, it kind of it very much is you're you see what. You're getting what you see right now, <laughs> and there isn't a whole lot to sort of dive into. So it, I, I, I feel like this one might be one of the more polarizing ones um, because it is kind of in the middle of the season when I thought we were getting closer to what the mystery could be. And then they threw another kind of wedding episode at us, like Joe was mentioning earlier, and it had less other characters doing things. It was just... It's it's all here. It's all contained in this sort of retreat, which I think can kind of be a bit, yeah, a bit polarizing, especially when we're kind of waiting, when we're all like, when is Daredevil going to be here? When are we going to see his ass? Just enjoy the comedy. Don't worry so much about the devil. He'll find you. <laughs> He's going to find you. The, well, I mean, I just don't think this episode was as funny as any of the other ones. I don't ones. either. Like, this is a heartfelt comedy. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys just don't. You're not as introverted and as self-reflecting as me and Greg are. That's your problem. Oh, is that really? <laughs> Andy and I are introverted compared to you two. Okay. Yeah, you guys are very, you guys are introverts. Okay, you guys need to look inside yourself. Get in that smoke yurt. Introspective. A, introspective is the word you're looking for. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I liked the the whole kind of retreat situation of like the way they dealt with Jen as an audience member like watching her and like having those moments like nick was talking about of like the anxiety of like what is going on are they gonna like betray her and like trying to get her to turn back but even just the little like rising tension of the dialogue of that vampire guy just keep talking about her blood it's like that shit was so i love that i was like oh somebody bail me out that guy was awesome in, in, in the retreat where she forces it previously on where she's like, you yeah. don't even remember this guy, do you? He was did he pre- I, you know, previously on this guy. <laughs> that was great. I was well, expecting that... all the visual flair in the beginning of the episode. That, that's something that we saw a lot of in in uh, Ms. Marvel. So I wasn't expecting to see the the cell phone coverage and kind of uh, those motion graphics follow her wherever she went. And I was kind of waiting for like, all right, when's the first fourth wall break? Or are we not doing that anymore? But this episode kind of... This episode felt like it was insular because maybe other people worked on it. And I don't even think that's necessarily true. Like, it just—it felt like they just brought in somebody else to kind of like, hey, want to work on an episode of She-Hulk? Here's all you got to know about the character. <laughs> so that's it kind of just felt different. And it felt a little bit out of place, in my opinion. 
Any final thoughts on She-Hulk episode seven? Babes ah. in Toyland. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, I, I again, I, I enjoyed this episode, but I'm taking them all sort of one at a time. So I, I hear everyone's valid criticism, but again, you're not as introverted as me and Greg are. Mm-hmm. You don't exactly. Like I'm right there with Nick as a big introvert. You know, I, I just, yeah, I, I feel like this, this is what I've come to expect from the show now. That I'm going to get 30 minutes of enjoyable superhero, supervillain MCU comedy. And if it's like laugh out loud or whatever it is, or if it's trying to get you to guffaw every time, that's, you know, whatever. But like, I enjoy this as just a slice of life of what's happening in, Jennifer's life. More Nikki. Yeah. Stay introverted, everybody. Where's Madison? <laughs> I, uh, Where's I Madison? Think, true. I think that if you, I think that this is going to be a really good binge show. And if you're going to binge it all mm-hmm. this episode, I probably would have less criticisms of in the general thing. But I think week by week, um, I need a little more. Great point. Just a little bit. See, I just, I think it's for me, one of the interesting things is like with like, um wandavision or loki it was like oh man i wish i could stay up to midnight but i'm gonna go to bed and then you know i'd wake up in the morning and be, don't check twitter don't do anything let's go watch the you know what i mean whereas she hulk is just not that that yeah. kind of show for me it's just like oh she hulk's happened this morning and like i check twitter and i'm like oh if something gets ruined or they make a joke about something i don't get pissed about it i'm like oh whatever i'll get to it and then i go in and i enjoy a little show i'll have a cup of coffee or whatever like I just I feel like my expectations are different for it in terms of what I'm looking for in this MCU show. Yeah. No, and I've been that way this whole season. I I haven't really, but again, this is like kind of the first Marvel show where I have been let down by it because it isn't super leaning into the grander MCU. I had just been enjoying it episode to episode, but I do think this was still like probably one of the weaker ones. Um, it just wasn't there humor wise for me, like. Even other episodes that weren't necessarily forwarding the grander plot forward, they were still hidden a lot with the comedy. Um, and this one just was a little bit weaker. No big deal. But I agree with Joey. Like, yeah, it's like watching episode 14 of season three of The Office, or it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot this episode exists because it wasn't really that <laughs> memorable. But whatever. It's all good. It's just 27 yeah. minutes. Let's move on to the next episode one. episode of The Office. Okay. Let us know your favorite episode yeah. of Awful The Office taste. season three in the comments below uh we'll be back later this week with lord of the rings rings of power and then next week with all the shows that you expect from us but until then i love you all goodbye bye hey real what? quick nick franklin and where's the skeleton where is where's it? the skeleton where is it oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs>